It is 26 past five. You are with Early Edition on Newstalk ZB. Well, I think one of the great travesties of this government, when we eventually look back on their long line of failures, uh, will be what happened to mental health. I mean, don't get me wrong, no government actually, from what I can see, has ever gotten mental health dead right. I mean, it's forever been a sector in dire straits, under-resourced and woefully misunderstood. But mental health itself has only gotten bigger and worse as the years have gone by, and arguably peaking as a real crisis now, post the pandemic. And yet, the government that promised to fix it has not. Not even close. So much for the well-being budget. It's not like they haven't thrown money at it either. It's just that no one seems to know where the money's gone. And then we learned yesterday that half a billion dollar, a half a billion dollar program to deliver better community and primary mental health care is still failing to reach tens of thousands of people. Uh, 600 million was doled out to the Access and Choice Mental Health Programme, yet lack of staff has meant they just haven't been able to reach people. They're around 36,000 people short of the target. You know, it's a perfect storm of increased demand coupled with lack of staff. And we know that when it comes to acute beds, we don't have a single extra one since this government came to power in 2017. So when it comes to targets, we are missing them on a lot of fronts. And it's a similar scene in terms of healthcare in general. The lack of GPs and nurses, the wait times at ED departments. The wait times, they're actually so bad that most sensible people these days seek to avoid ED entirely if they can. One of our kids broke a toe the other day. The first thing I said was, well, don't go to an emergency department. That's how bad it is and has been for quite a while, actually. Um, Now when accidents happen or kids are sick, parents are having to really stop and evaluate and question whether it's actually worth going to an ED, given they know they'll probably not get seen for several hours because the hospitals are so snowed under and under-resourced. It's a crying shame that in a first world country our healthcare system has come to this. As it turned out, the broken toe needed an x-ray, which then needed a follow-up with a GP and then a referral to a specialist for a splint, you know, one of those flat splint shoe things to support it. And while we were lucky to get to a GP, we were not so lucky to get the support shoe sorted, given they informed us they had a two-week backlog of people already waiting. So what happens to a broken toe that you can't walk on or support for two weeks? Nothing. You just have to ride it out, apparently. And that is the state of our healthcare. GPs say they're beyond frustrated, but what can you do? And that appears to be what every nurse, doctor, orderly and hospital worker is asking these days. What can they do? It just doesn't feel right that when it comes to ill health, physical or mental, that you have to stop and think about what resources you can actually tap into. And once you've done that, what might actually be available to you? Worse yet, of course, as a health minister who won't acknowledge it's a crisis in the first place, when all those of us experiencing it at any level know that clearly it is. Hawksby.